No mai. Haere mai ki tēnei hō. Taka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. I'm Susana Leiatawa. In for Wallace Chapman. When was the last time you visited the doctor, or is it getting too expensive to go to the GP? The doctor's clinic in Hamilton's written to its patients, explaining their fees need to go up so they can cover their costs, stay in business, they're not alone. GPs around the country facing extreme challenges. Tell us about your GP. We're going to go to Northland to find out more. The fire in Tasman's Lee Valley continues to burn and it's hoped it will be contained by the end of today. Residents evacuated from 11 houses there, hoping to return home properly, not just pop in for things. It's the fire season after all. There have been more than 2,600 wildfires this season. On top of this number, which is said to be about an average for this time of year, by the way, uh, we've also had the Green Gorilla Fire in Onehunga, which was quite a blaze. We'll hear from firefighters how their season is treating them and what we need to do to work together with them. The fuel tax in Auckland is being canned at the end of June. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for public transport? We've been hearing the to and fro, but it'll be good just to get a bit more detail about what that actually involves for the future of public transport that we so patiently look forward to in Auckland all of the time and its evolution or lack thereof. And we want to know, do you enter raffles and competitions? What is the best thing you've ever won? Maybe a meat pack, maybe more, texts to 101. Emails too, we'll take them, the panel, or one word at rnz.co.nz. More, oh, more than 100 new classrooms 20 schools around the country, they're being paused. So what are schools supposed to do? We'll speak with one of the school principals affected by today's news. And are there enough young people in our boardrooms? Are you on a board? How young is your youngest director, your youngest trustee? Is ageism prevalent in governance in New Zealand? Welcoming your thoughts. Joe Cribb will join us later in the programme with some details on that topic. With me today, our panellists, Penny Ashton, actor, poet, writer, director. Welcome, Penny. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on the Auckland studio. And Selwyn Manning, journalist and founder of Multimedia Investments Limited there in Napier. Good to have you on board, Selwyn. Yeah, tenakwe, Susanna. Tenakwe, great to have you with us. Good to have Hawke's Bay in the mix today as well, and we'll be coming to what you've both been thinking about in just a moment. It is Friday, though, so let's dig into this week's mailbag. It's been a short week, if we're counting office hours, but despite four instead of five programmes, we have had so much feedback. It's the mailbag's chocker. Wait times, this was a topic on Monday. Uh, referrals happened for specialist procedure in early November, says one texter. I checked in after two months, told five more months, got cancellations, so happening on Thursday this week. That was yesterday. Hope that all went well. Texas says they feel lucky. On the topic of customer service and good customer service, Shayel from Lightning Direct in northwest Auckland deserves special recognition, says one emailer, for going above and beyond to help us on more than one occasion. Recently, she found the perfect replacements for the lights. We had brought an error 
and exchange them for us. She deserves a promotion or at least a raise in pay. Isn't that nice when people mm-hmm. text in? Have you ever had good customer service, Penny? I have, but now I'm going to give a shameless plug for my husband, um, who recently decided he didn't like his job in construction and now sells bikes at Evo Cycles. And a woman loved his service so much she brought him, three weeks later, she's about 80, a large tray of ginger crunch that she had baked specifically for him. Well, that's a very nice oh, personal young I, No, he nearly got it. He actually got a bit emotional. This lady, nice old lady came in. I've got you the best thing on two legs. I've made you some ginger crunch. Aww. I know. Nice. So my husband's very nice. So, and do you do that for good customer service? Well, I'd try. <laughs> a big thank you. Um, I, I think, you know, we, we can kind of... Um, take heed in this country that it's pretty good generally you know it's Mm. usually I think the customer service that we remember is when it goes wrong but yeah courtesy and things like that Um, but I haven't gone out and baked people uh, (laughs) something and maybe that's a blessing I'd say Susanna (laughs) (laughs) it can be like in London I remember sometimes people would be like oh hello they're having a conversation with the person next to them the whole time they're serving you and they don't even look at you or say anything (laughs) oh and then he said this and that oh that's three pounds fifty I was like oh my word so yeah we do actually have reasonably good service in New Zealand absolutely it definitely pays off right when you've got that gorgeous connection with someone who's helping you on the topic of reflecting on Waitangi uh, which we did on Wednesday, I just thought this was worth uh, sharing because I didn't get to this text and I wonder if the text is listening now. We were talking about toiwi as people who are referred to as non-Māori. So rude and offensive, this text is said to be called toiwi after 200 years and non-Māori. We are actually people, people who are not Māori is okay to me, not just a non-something. So I thought it was just worth sharing that. Uh, SUVs, gosh, the, yeah, well, the text just went off on this topic. And this was all uh, whether or not we should do what they're doing in Paris and bring in extra charges, parking charges for people who drive SUVs mm. into our cities. It was just a simple question. Well, things went... <laughs> Yeah, they went tropo, I think is an old-fashioned word. Uh, people who drive SUVs, here's an example, don't use public transport. They are environmental vandals who should be charged more. Uh, and then someone also texted, and I don't think the panel understand what an SVU, this person has texted in, SVU is. No farmer in their right mind would use one. An SUV, they mean to say, is a city car, a sedan on a higher wheelbase, not a four-wheel drive. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes they are, yeah, they're just so enormous, particularly when they pull up next to you and you can't see what's coming to pull left or right. My husband has a name for them that um, I can't repeat. <laughs> Not for radio. <laughs> it has the word panzer in it and a word that rhymes with tank beforehand. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we get and the chance. And those that would refer to them as a Remuera tractor. Apologies to Remuera people. Oh. Well, just to balance this out, and good on you for saying sorry, this SUV texter says they're fantastic, they're practical, one rich person with a private jet uses lifetimes worth of a regular civilian's emissions. Don't target the quality of life of regular people. I mean, Look that's... at the 1%. If we're going to compare it to jet fuel, I mean, that's a little little less than the amount of SUVs out there. Like, you know, I don't know. I feel like that's a little ten- That's a little reach too far. Well, the interesting thing about the SUV is you're both picking up is that it really struck a nerve yeah. and it struck a nerve in shall we say both camps but yeah. we really got the spectrum like so cyclists. I want to thank everyone for getting involved there. Mm. On the topic of cultural reports mm. being stopped this text says please get the expert who we've had on Mike back he was from the Howard League he's the only one who makes sense 
financially or logically with the things that he was sharing. Legal aid is so limited, says this texter. Probation officer reports are limited and only occur after imprisonment, not before. Yep, and thinking that background doesn't play into anything is just a ludicrous, you know, like it's just a blind, oh, yeah, it just really, really frustrates me that people can't look at where people have come from as a result of of who they have become, as if that doesn't play a part of it. Have to agree with that. I mean, context is everything, isn't it? And if we're going to actually continue to call this part of our society corrections, um, then, you know, correcting and improving the behaviours is obviously the outcome. Um, So, you know, context is a huge part of that, Mm -hmm. obviously. Well, this leads beautifully into another texter who said, set the record straight, nearly 40% of those in prison are on remand custody, doing time served by the time their case is heard. Well, So that's a really important detail and something that's really worth us all looking into. 40% of people in custody. That's what this texter said. And just for the record, I have not dug into that further just on account of the fact that we've had other topics today, but I will. Mm -hmm. Uh, Facial recognition technology, the trial that Foodstuffs is bringing into some of its supermarkets in the North Island. One texter, Harry, says the panel... Please, the panel, I am sight impaired and wear dark glasses, have been demanded, in capital letters, to remove them in times past at Wins. Would I be humiliated again at Pack and Save? Wins policies may again change back as NAF government reinvents rules. Mm. That's Harry's thoughts there. Uh, and then another text says, New World Whangarei Regent has had a sign saying they use facial recognition software at their front door for more than five years. Wow. Right. Mm. I just find it so distressing that the collective response to the trauma of something like COVID is to become more of an asshole to people in the service industry. Because that's, you know, it's, it's exponential all over the world too. We need to point out it's not just New Zealand. But like, why are we suddenly yelling at people at the Shell service station? You know, it just boggles my mind. Like, you know, that kindness seems to have gone out the window in this post-COVID sort of situation. Hopefully that will swing around at some point and change again. What do you think about yeah. the, this this trial, Penny? Yeah. And then, then we'll come to you, Selwyn, too. I'd love to hear. It's int- I, can, I can understand the concerns. Like 90% match is actually not, you know, there's a lot of room for error if it's only 90%. So I can sort of see that. However, I just think these people have been so victimised and I can see that foodstuffers is trying to look after their people. That seems to be the fundamental of it. Um, so I'm not that bothered by it, but I can understand that if you, you know, and particularly when it comes to apparently skin colour plays a big difference and, and disabilities and stuff. And so that's easy for me to say when it's not, you know, affecting me to that extent. So I can understand the concerns, but I just feel so sorry for people that are being attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Selwyn, yeah, I any think, thoughts? You know, that's, that's, yeah, definitely. I think, you know, when we're giving pushback to government and big brother type of elements of government, where we do not feel comfortable about facial recognition for all of these areas that Penny has just detailed there, then that same kind of instinct to push back when a commercial imperative is placed in on us as well is is a real thing. And I, I feel that facial recognition is very, very much very specific in identifying um, place, people in, pl- in places that are out of context and out of need. If there are concerns relating to how staff are being treated by, by customers, then my advocate, advocacy would be in that area of security and security mm. presence as opposed to an abstract concept of facial recognition. I don't believe in the here and now and that moment where a problem may develop, facial recognition is going to be a deterrent in any way whatsoever. 
Yeah, and apparently it's been proven not to be. I saw some person on breakfast television saying that there's been no proof that it's actually changed anything overseas. Mm. Yeah, watch this space. Mm. We're just looking at the time and thinking, let's get to I've been thinking. Why don't we start with you, Salwan, and then we can do the da-da-da-da for you, (laughs) Penny. Salwan, over to you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, um, I'm just, just, just noting it. This moment that we're approaching, approaching one year since Cyclone Gabriel stormed into our mutu. Um, so my I've been thinking piece is really a reflection back um, of being in the hills. This is a personal kind of thing, of being in the hills near Napier at the time with my dog, of hearing the force of that storm reaching levels I've never heard before. You know, it sounded like a freight train roaring for what seemed like hours. Mm. Um, that sense of being totally isolated, like so many people, but you're not aware of it when you're isolated um, and not realising that, you know, people that knew me had added my name to a list of those that were missing, you know, just for a time. But that is just a personal kind of thing. You know, all around us, um, we could see in so many places in the North Island such devastation. And I just want to acknowledge those who perished, also to acknowledge all of those people and the organisations that stepped up and helped put the region and the country back together. It's a work in progress. Progress is good, but also, you know, the marae around in the Hawke's Bay area, they came to the fore and they opened themselves up to make sure the essentials of life, even a toothbrush and toothpaste for people was available for everybody irrespective of where they came from. And I just thought, you know, some of the best things that we've seen in this country had come from such, such an awful, devastating kind of event like that. But yet one, coming up to one year, I just thought, I'm going to just mention. No, good on you. Out. It's been it started to be mentioned with us um, in our texts, and it's just really great to have your first-hand experience and the fact that you're focusing us in on it because it will become obviously a collective focus and so important yeah. to continue to hear local voices like yourself. So, and thank you. Thank, thanks. Penny? Uh, Well, first of all, I just want to say I've just driven through the Esk Valley a few times recently and it is very sobering to see those houses and what what they look like now and filled with mud and that sort of stuff. So I'm on board with that, absolutely. But but now I'm going to be really self-centred and go back to me uh, because it is my 50th birthday tomorrow. Hooray! I like, and I'm not one that believes in 50th birthdays, but it's birthday week. So, yeah, I'm, and I'm very birthday excited by month, that. Birthday, birthday month, birthday year. That's right. It's a significant one. I know the music's playing. It's like the Oscars. I need we to can stop pick talking. this up after the news. Okay, you don't good, have to wait till the pimps. Keep going. I've got things to say about myself. <laughs> but it's also so important that we can actually mark the half century. Yep, Look half forward century. to your insights. Thank you very much. News is next.